Another problem facing some immigrants here is trouble getting bank loans. They can't borrow money for a car or a house if they don't have credit scores, and many of them don't. Now, a nonprofit group in San Francisco has found a novel way to help them establish credit histories. The world's Jason Margolis has the story. Here's how it works when many people in the developing world want to buy a piece of furniture or a new radio. They turn to savings clubs. Jonathan Mordick at NYU calls them Rotating Savings and Credit Associations, or ROSCAs. The basic ROSCA is very, very simple, and it's just brilliant. A group of people come together, and they each agree to put in a certain amount of money. In South Africa, there's a woman who is a part of a group. Every month, they put in $9. Eleven people were in the group. So every month, somebody got $99 to spend on a big purchase. And the advantages to them were discipline, kind of solidarity, the um, peer pressure that comes from saving with a group. And in many ways, we see this being a substitute for the kinds of mechanisms that a lot of people in richer countries take for granted. We see them in Africa, where they're called tontines. In China, they're called hui. In Mexico, they're called tanda. And in India, we call them chit funds. Many immigrants in the United States bring these savings clubs with them. But it only takes you so far over here. Mexican immigrant Juana Laura Chavera Ramirez has been living in San Francisco for 11 years. During that time, she's participated in about 20 savings clubs, pooling money with family members and co-workers. It's worked out well, but... She says she has no credit history. So she says she had to put money down to get direct TV, gas, and electricity. She had to leave a three-month deposit for her rent. Then, not long ago, Ramirez found out about the Mission Asset Fund in San Francisco's Mission District, a heavily Latino neighborhood. Jose Quinones, the group's executive director, is a Mexican immigrant who moved to the United States as a child. Quinones worked as a congressional aide in Washington, where he became interested in getting financial outsiders into the mainstream. That's where he learned about lending circles. And so what I saw was that, well... You know, actually, the payments and the lending that happens in those lending circles, even though they're informal, is actually, you know, they're very exactly the same activity that we do in the formal financial system where we, we go into a bank, borrow money, and then pay them back. And when we do that, it gets recorded and reported to the credit bureaus. So Quinones figured, why not document what's happening within immigrant savings clubs as well? That's what his organization now does. We essentially, essentially just record, make a record of all those decisions about, you know, how much people are going to contribute, you know, and by when they're going to contribute and who's going to take the money first and who's going to take the money second. And rather quickly, a credit history is born. Pero ya tengo. Juana Laura Chavera Ramirez says after participating in two lending circles managed by the Mission Asset Fund, she now has a decent credit score. In the past four and a half years, the fund has helped some 2,000 people establish or improve their credit. An encouraging start, but it's been a slow process. Neil Esty, the associate director of Boston University's Center for Finance, Law, and Policy, says that's understandable. Borrowing amongst your friends is, if you've been doing this for a while, you understand how it works. You don't know how it works with this formal financial institution. All of a sudden, there's agreements you have to sign, there's all this technical jargon that really it's, it's difficult enough to understand if you're an everyday person, you know, spent your entire life in the U.S., 
let alone somebody from a foreign country who grew up in a place where banks aren't trusted. On top of that, many immigrants have lost faith in U.S. banks after the subprime mortgage mess and subsequent foreclosures, which hit immigrant communities particularly hard. Esty says lending institutions need to educate potential customers and explain why they should join the formal sector. You get to a certain point where, if you're really going to progress, you need to get into a formal financial institution because that's where the large denominations are. You to really. Develop and build your assets. You have to get into the financial institution. Juana Laura Chavero Ramirez got the message. With her new credit score, she's talking about leaving her job in San Francisco, preparing sandwiches, and applying for a bank loan to start her own embroidery business. Immigrants like Ramirez may soon need to borrow money for another venture as well. If Congress passes an immigration reform bill, there will surely be hefty costs associated with applying to become a U.S. resident, and coming up with thousands of dollars in a hurry could be tough for a poor immigrant without access to credit. For the world, I'm Jason Margolis, San Francisco. You will find more of our global nation coverage of issues of immigration at theworld.org, and be sure to add your voice to the conversation on Twitter. We tweet at pri the world. Just use the hashtag global nation.